What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we're covering everything going on in the Stacks ecosystem. And today I have Orlando on the podcast. And if you've seen around Twitter, this account called StackerDAOs, which just recently has been putting out some super fire looking concepts of their graphical interfaces. But him, Orlando, and his co-founder Ryan are building a no-code, off-the-shelf way to launch a DAO, like get the infrastructure figured out, so that you can just focus on the important part of building with your community and getting shit done. So it was great to have Orlando on the podcast. Uh, what they're building is super essential. And yeah, so this is part about getting to know Orlando and his background. He has a history as a lawyer, and then he recently just switched over to going full-time DGen Web3, which is always exciting. Uh, the more people we can pull over, the better. But also, why, why uh, a DAO infrastructure play versus something else? And also, what was the process like of applying for a grant and working with the foundation? So that's what we covered today. Uh, let's just jump into it with this conversation with Orlando, co-founder of Stacker DAOs. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. We've been riffing all, all kinds of stuff before this, but um, for people that don't know you, maybe a little bit about, about your background before you found crypto and Web3. Sure, yeah. So I'm uh, initially from uh, New York suburb. Um, yeah, after college, I actually was a trader on interest rate desk, uh, interest rate trading desk uh, in a large bank here in New York, uh, currently reside in New York City. Um, so I did that for a bit. And then I worked at a uh, this like unicorn startup where I did uh, expansion community management for them in London, New York and Amsterdam. So kind of like completely different role. And then like I went from being something that was like doing something that was very analytical, like trading is like very kind of just like also pretty intense and stuff um, to like doing this kind of like more community management sales, kind of like partnerships um, role. Although it kind of ended up being, it was funny because like, I remember thinking at the time that like community management uh, was like kind of shitty. Like no one really at the time like cared about community yeah, you, management. Yeah, you're like now, a boss think, now. No, it's like so. It's like well, like, like this like thing that like no one really like like that was kind of like the community management part of my job at that time. I was kind of like the sucks. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah. This. Um, it, now it's like whoa, this is so vital because like, I mean, like it's like basically like what crypto like like lives and dies yeah. from. It's like whether whether the community you know, community is like well managed and and I feel like you know if you can kind of get a pulse for like what's a good community or strong community, um, you know, it can help with your investments, helps with like, you know, if you're, if you're like a developer, if you're like a, you know, if you have your own project, kind of help to kind of like, again, expand your community, et cetera. Um, so I did that. And then I went to law school. Um, after law school, I was a litigator uh, doing mostly securities litigation, government enforcement and investigations work at a large law firm in Chicago. Um, and then I switched to uh, the job I currently have now, uh, which is representing I, well, I basically realized at the time that I kind of actually want to do my own thing and kind of like launch my own company, my own startup, whatever. Um, and uh, I wanted to do something that was a little more um, 
relevant, at least like legally until I kind of like was it like until it was like the right time to kind of go off on my own and so switch to doing startup and VC work. So currently I represent uh, tech startups as like their outside general counsel for mostly corporate work. And then I also represent uh, VC firms and their investments in startups. Um, and my last day will be in like six days. Um, and then after that, I'll be um, working on Stacker DAOs, which is a DAO tooling project that I uh, launched a little a little while ago with uh, Ryan Waits. And Stack, what Stacker DAOs is, it's a, uh, a DAO generator uh, where anyone would, will be able to pretty easily form and manage uh, a pretty like, simple off-the-shelf DAO. Um, and then we're also going to add a layer of legal tech solutions on top of that. Um, and so if anyone ever wants to kind of like avail themselves of any sort of uh, benefits from having, let's say, like a legal wrapper over their DAO, which and some benefits include like limited liability, being able to access a bank account if you ever want to do like any off-chain investment or grant giving, um, we, you know, you, you would be able to kind of like form that legal wrapper from our platform as well. And then we also, this is a little probably further on, we might eventually also do like more customized solutions for more kind of like complex um, DAOs and also organizations that may want to like convert themselves eventually into a DAO. Okay. I see, uh, I always love talking to people because you see like there's threads that start to like, they, they, they lay the groundwork for how they got to here. And so like, you know, securities thing, big need in crypto and uh, outside counsel to startups, like you're kind of doing that for yourself now. Like you, 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 you yeah, can kind of yeah, be like the, the protector for yourself, but also for everybody yeah, going I forward. pay money to like another, another lawyer to, to kind of like, yeah, which is pretty nice. How early did you get into crypto? Are you one of the, like the, I was in 20, 2011 mining Bitcoin? Like no, when, did you, when did you first no, learn in crypto? And then when did you find Stack? Like literally the first time I heard of crypto was probably somewhere around like, well, I was in college, probably something like 2012 maybe. And it was because everyone was using Bitcoin to buy drugs mm-hmm. on yeah. Silk Road. Like, yeah, so like, and like, because of that, I think I kind of had like, a negative connotation, not even just because like, like whatever people want to buy drugs with Bitcoin, who cares, but like more so because I was kind of like, okay, the use case for this is just like doing illegal stuff online. Like, I don't really know how, like how successful that, like, yeah. like, you know, how successful will that be? Um, and like, I think for a time too, when I first, I think, I think I, I'm pretty sure I, I read, I think I read the Bitcoin white paper at that time, but again, I was kind of just like, okay, so maybe this will be like some kind of ledger or something that like banks will use or like settlements, um, like kind of like, so like, you know, they would use it for like settlement process or something, something like that, right? So, okay, whatever, cool. Or like block, like enter like the, the innovation that are that, that is like that is like a blockchain, right? Um, fast forward uh, 2017, um, did not get into crypto in 2017. So I, um, but like my room, one of my roommates, and um, this is when I was in law school, um, was super into crypto. And, but he was like super into crypto in a like very degen way, right? Like just very, just like, like literally every coin you can, you can go into. So then, so again, like my, I feel like, you know, part, I don't know. I feel like for everyone kind of like the way you get into crypto is usually probably around like, the, it's probably because of like the people you end up surrounding yourself with. And at the time, like, you know, 2012, I have like, you know, friends who are buying, like using crypto to buy drugs. 2017, I have like this like degenerate friend who's just like buying a bunch of shit coins. And literally I'm like, and I kept asking him, I'm like, Right. What's like the point of these? So like, what are you like, like, what are the, the voice of reason? Well, I'm just at, like literally wondering, right. Cause also this was like mooning. I'm like, okay, like why? And like, I was, a, you know, I was a trader. I'm like, like, why is this like, you know, why? Like, I, and I would be interested. I'm just like, cause like, again, like that, like trader rich in me, right. Like 
I'm totally interested in it, but it's just like, why is this move like this? And I look into it and there's just nothing there. And so I'm like, okay, this is just like people just like fucking around and like whatever. And then, you know, fast forward to kind of like to 2020. And again, you know, crypto's coming up again, whatever. And this time though, I now see a lot of like just very intelligent people who, um, who I kind of like really respect like getting into it and like talking about it. And I'm like, wait a minute, like kind of like what's going on here. Um, and I started kind of just like looking into it again. And now, you know, like, again, like in 2020, you now have like DeFi, right? You had like actual kind of like real things. And I think that like, when I started looking into it, I kind of like immediately saw this whole like web three thing. And I think, I don't, I think at the time I didn't say web three, but I said like the next generation of the internet. I was like, I kind of like immediately saw it and I was like, oh, like this is like this is going to be the next generation of the internet, right? Um, and so that's kind of how. And then finally, I ended up buying like my own like you know this like Bitcoin ETH, and then um, so that's that's kind of how I got into it. And then I just I don't know like ever since I kind of saw like the potential that it had, um, and I think again that like what helped me see that was like these like actual use cases. Now um, it was just kind of hard to unsee it, right? It's like once you know like once you see it, you just can't unsee it. Um, and, you know, I think I heard about stacks in January, a friend of mine, I think I've seen it like in a, see something about like the main that launched in Jan- it, on YouTube and he had like recommended it and I looked it up and I was just like, holy shit, wait a minute. Smart contracts for Bitcoin, you know, like this is like the, this is, you're talking about like the, like the crypto, the largest market cap and finally like making that programmable with, and at the time, because like the block in the same way, like city coins now, like the first couple of blocks have a much higher block, like much higher block rewards. It was the same thing with SAC. So for the first couple of sacking cycles, you actually got like double the rewards, I think, um, or miners did. So like they, they were bidding way more Bitcoin. So the yields were actually like 20, I think it was like 23, 23, 4%. And so I was like, hold on, this is like yielding 24% in Bitcoin. Um, it's like smart contract for Bitcoin. Obviously we've seen like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm the main reason why I got into crypto basically is because I like smart contracts. And I also looked at the team and I was like, wow, this guy Muneeb is like clearly a hitter here. Um, and there's like a bunch of like smart people working on this. So I'm like, and, it kind of, and the same way you kind of like go to value like a startup, I guess. Like it's a great team, great idea. I think like, like prime market, the upside, I think is like incredible. So I kind of like looked at Saks for just like an investment, just kind of like invested in it and just, kept investing in it um and then by like i think like april ended up being probably like almost like an irresponsible um percentage like percentage of my portfolio um and because of that obviously you're just kind of now like monitoring it much more closely And at the time like in like the spring or something i was basically I, it was pretty easy to be on top of like every single project and you know as like projects started to come up i think like like arcadico and all these things i would kind of like just be in the discord to ask them questions kind of just like and again more from like an investor standpoint like okay like i'll keep an eye on this like i'll invest in that when this comes out um and then i think as stacks kind of like the ecosystem just kept exploding like over the summer and in the fall you know as like nft products came out like i think i started just becoming much more of a participant in the ecosystem and just kind of like also guiding new people like i think like city coins brought in a new a lot like a whole new group of people I was also spending a decent amount of time on like DeFi and Ethereum and like NFTs and Ethereum. And so like, I don't know, I was like kind of, and I feel like I was a, not late to that, that, but like kind of in the middle for that and just being able to kind of then like have that experience and then see NFTs like in DeFi kind of blow up here. It's like, 
was like pretty valuable because then it's like, okay, I've, like, I've already done a lot of this like DeFi stuff on Ethereum and NFT stuff on Ethereum and seen like what works and what doesn't work. Like how do you lose money? How do you make money? Um, and so I thought like, I don't know, I felt like I was able to kind of like help a lot of people who had no idea like what NFTs were, or, like what DeFi was. And then I don't know, I just started kind of getting like this like itch to kind of like do something myself in the ecosystem. Especially kind of like, I guess like I was just kind of inspired by like all the projects that were kind of coming out left and right. So then me and Ryan at one point, so Ryan, my like Sacredow's co-founder, ended up connecting just to do, and I was talking to you about this before, just to, I think like do like an NFT project with city coins to kind of help with like city coins for the demand for city coins. And then the idea was to use the proceeds to like go to some kind of call, like local cause in Miami. So like Miami coin, donate to Miami. And, and just for timeline, that has to be after City Coins launch. So that's within the last four months. Yeah, this was probably in like early October. Okay. I want to say something. October, uh, probably like early October. And then, kind of like how I mentioned to you, um, you know, we thought it would be really cool if like the NFT holders could like manage those funds that are being allocated, and maybe like try to like do some stacking with it, right? Maybe like basically they could like manage this. So essentially, like form a DAO, right? And what we realizes because obviously there was like no DAO infrastructure in stacks that like doing so would be a tremendous pain in the ass. And so we were kind of just like, okay, we can kind of do this manually or we could try to like build some of this out, like the smart contracts out ourselves. Um, but that's also just like an enormous lift for one NFT project. Um, and so it kind of just then switched to like, okay, wait, why don't we do that? Like basically just build that out, like as like a, like a platform it's like DAO platforms so that other NFT projects would kind of do that. And then it just kind of grew from there. The idea being like, okay, like, well, we know DAOs are coming. We know, or we know demand for DAOs on stacks is going to come and it's going to grow um, given like these other ecosystems like Ethereum, Solana. Um, again, we just like look down the road to these other blockchains and kind of see where like demand will likely rise in stacks. Um, and so we were just like, wait, like, why don't we then kind of like expand maybe beyond NFTs and just try to create like, is very easy to use DAO platform where anyone kind of just form and spin up their own um, like simple DAO with the idea being that like literally anyone from like a few friends who want to maybe invest in some stuff on Stacks or like maybe like NFTs, whatever, maybe like some DeFi stuff, or maybe even like just like some local like community members, like literally like a PTA, like a high school PTA can just like form a DAO, maybe launch an NFT project from like an artist at the high school use those proceeds like to then fund other things in the like for the high school right like stuff like that right so like but like but like obviously to be able to do something like that it needs to be so intuitive and easy so we want to provide this kind of like no code platform for people to be able to do that but obviously first things first is we ha- we ha- literally have to just build out all this like kind of like dao smart contract infrastructure because it doesn't really exist yet on stacks yeah i just got the shivers because like I hear about certain things before they've launched, and I'm like, this is going to be so fucking huge. It's insane. It's just such a useful use case, especially the way you're thinking about it with, uh, you know, like even crypto nowadays, like it, the onboarding experience is still just not good for most projects for the average person. And so think about yeah. it from the first principles is, is the way to attack it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you know, who knows, like, how, like, you know, how good we would make it, but, like, the hope is that, like, you know, like someone's parents can like just like form like a PTA DAO yeah. pretty easily. Like, you know, like and like without needing to know that much about crypto, like you might need some. You probably wouldn't require. You probably will need like just realistically speaking, will need to require like some knowledge. Um, but we want to make it like as easy as possible and as intuitive as possible to be able to just like form this um, like this community. And that's a that's a perfect segue to 
the Stacks Foundation and Stacks Grants because their mission is to build a user-owned internet. And, you know, just like what you said with like a mom at a PTA in some local school and anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world can just boot this up. You know, that's as, that's as democratizing as it gets. How, how do you guys think about funding this versus going to like applying for a grant or, or other bootstrapping methods? Why did you guys go with a, a grant fashion? Honestly, just because it was there. Um, I, was, I mean, I just, I, I think I had looked at um, other, so, okay. So initially when we were kind of conceiving this project, it was definitely, I would say like a little bit lower scale. Um, and actually, you know, and I don't know if you'll ever watch this, but um, Chente from Alex has been kind of advising me a little. And I, um, she actually lives in my neighborhood in New York City. And so we've ended, we've gone like coffee a few times. And actually, like one of the times that, or actually the first time I think when I met her, uh, we had a coffee and like told her about the idea and she was like super into it. And she was actually the one who kind of like encouraged me to go bigger. Um, so like kind of like, I almost have like Chente to thank for like, and I don't think, I don't think I've ever told her that actually. Um, but like for the scale of like what we're doing, I basically have like Chente to, uh, to thank for that. Um, but, um, so because it was, a, our initial plan was to, it to be a little small, like to kind of be a little, probably a little smaller project. And I think it was like a little more limited to NFTs at the time. We, we kind of just like, we're looking around to see if we could like just get funding anyway. I think I just saw, I mean, I don't, I don't remember if I just like knew about this that the Sachs Foundation gave grants or maybe like I had an idea of it. So I think I like just Googled it and like looked at, looked it up on their website. Um, and I had noticed too, that like not that many people had applied. And so I was kind of like, you know, I was like, I don't know if that's like a good sign or a bad sign, but I was like, why not? I was just like, why not like shoot my shot? And if like, we don't get it, we don't get it. Like whatever. Right. Like, and it was actually a pretty easy, straightforward process. Like I recommend anyone if you're doing a project um, on Stacks, and it's something that will kind of just further the ecosystem. So something like Stack or DAOs, right? Where we're kind of we're we're literally building like this like DAO smart contract infrastructure, or something like what you're doing, right? Where you're kind of just like expanding this knowledge about like Stacks and, f- and different funding sources for Stacks for different people, stuff like that. You know, they seem to be pretty willing to 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 fund. And when I apply, there's like obviously like a few questions. There's like or a series of questions. Like there's a whole application. Um, I could be wrong, but the thing for me, for our application at least, and we, pro- frankly, like our application, we ended up putting like our entire like roadmap on it, and we probably should have like limited it to much more like discrete, discrete steps. So I think now, like having gone through the process, um, I think initially they want to form kind of like a relationship with you and kind of just make sure that like if they give you money, that like you can actually like follow through and execute on whatever your plan is. So I think initially they like give you like a small amount, um, maybe for like a and then that way you can maybe do like some kind of like smaller milestone or maybe then like when you give an update of a larger milestone, um, you can then like update your application and then maybe like ask, then request more money, which is actually what we're doing now. We ended up like breaking up our application to like multiple milestones. Um, and sorry, I guess like to, to bring it back, like when you in the application, you have like you give like background information, like the problem, like your solution, like what are you doing, who, like who the team is. And they also are asked specifically for like um, different milestones. And this would be basically like kind of like your deliverables. Like, what are you actually like completing in this time uh, for this grant? Um, and so, like I said, initially in our initial application, we definitely had like our like basically like this like entire project roadmap. And then they were basically like, okay, like we'll just fund like a small piece of this for now, and then like come back if like you know that you end up like doing that first piece well or whatever. And so that's kind of the way we ended up 
going about it. And I would say too, that that's at least in my experience, that's where most of the focus was. So like we ended up having like a few back and forths with uh, people at the foundation, uh, both through like Discord and also on GitHub. Uh, you, by the way, you end up applying through GitHub. And I think a lot of it was more focused, a lot, all, like basically all the questions were focused on like the milestones, like basically like what exactly were you trying to achieve? And then also I think like someone had chimed in about like some technical things, like in terms of some, some smart contracts that we mentioned we want to build. Uh, and they also gave a, a little bit of guidance too, because like, you know, they obviously are pretty like in tune with like the ecosystem and probably like know a little bit more of what's going on and like what maybe aspects of your um, application or your milestones like are feasible or not feasible so like they provide pretty helpful feedback there and then you know like once you kind of like i guess they feel secure with whatever kind of like you know ways you end up like responding to their questions you end up they end up like accepting your your application and then you just sign like a contract which in my opinion not legal advice to anyone oh, by the way like but that was a pretty like fair contract um and you know you accept it and i think like you get like the money deposited in like i think like, a few, like three or four days later or yeah yeah and it it's beautiful because the way that you started this was just because it was there. Like, I'm, I'm just going to shoot my shot. And that's where I feel like yeah. people – yeah. I think there's not enough applications because people take it too seriously. Like, I got to come I, I gotta yeah. come fully prepared and have it be like a, 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 a legal document that's been verified by a lawyer. And it's like, no, it's just what's your idea oh, yeah, no. out there. And the best thing they, they do give you, and I've, I felt this too, is uh, – They'll they'll help. It's like a piece of clay. They'll help you mold down it to be yeah. like, okay, well, maybe we can chunk this into here, or I like this part of that, but maybe we can tweak it this way. Like they want it. Their mission is to grow this user-owned internet of stacks, and maybe your idea is a little off kilter, but you can, it's not totally off base. And you know, you you can get some funding, and you can stop whatever you're doing, or get some extra. You know, uh, it's late now, but Christmas money, like whatever you're doing, you know. You yeah. get some money in your pocket for doing something that's really beneficial. Yeah, and and I think you know I I totally agree. And like I you know I wouldn't say that it's like that not that it's like not serious because obviously it's like you know like you're like they're giving they're providing you a grant. Like I think so. so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's used in that way, but it's you're right. It's not it, it's it's not like a super. It's not a painful process. Yeah. Right. It's not like you said. You don't need to come in with like a super crazy like organized like obviously like the more organized and the better thought out your application like the better it'll be and probably frankly like the less back and forth you'll end up having um but i think as long as you have like an idea you've thought about the idea you've like maybe put some pen to paper about it um and you maybe like done some you know you've done some research whatever it's like at least like pretty well thought out you know i think you and again if it furthers the ecosystem you probably have like a good chance of like of getting funding and like the people pretty, you know, it's like the people in the, like at the, at the foundation or like Saks people, they're all pretty nice. So like, it's not like literally like I just, you can just like hit them on discord or whatever. And it's like, again, it's like not a pain. Yeah, they, they want to see you win for sure. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean the foundation, like that's their whole goal. Like a big part of their goal is like, they want to see, they're just trying to expand the ecosystem and like further the ecosystem. So like whatever, you know, like they, they want to give you money, right? Like they, like whatever, you know, like you could come up with that, does that that helps to serve that mission they want to give money to you you know yeah and, and i think it's actually like a great way like if you have like like us right like a project um you know i think it's almost like a great like bootstrapping mechanism for projects you know like maybe eventually you will like maybe like try to like raise money for investors or something like that right before you get to that point before you're speaking to investors you may want to have this like something some kind of like mvp like just something right and so that like like and if again, as long as like what you're doing helps to like 
for the ecosystem. And again, if it's like smart contracts, that's, I think that's pretty easy. Like if it's smart contracts, because if it's smart contracts, like that's something that's like it's going to be open source, right? Like it's mo- and as long as the smart contracts are like applicable to something that like people will end up using in the ecosystem, then I think like you know that's going to most like that will further the ecosystem and like you could get, you know, this, this like funding from, from, from the foundation and I, I could help like bootstrap your project. Yeah. Uh, well said, I think final, final like thought or question you mentioned, uh, Chiante, uh, told you to go bigger, like think bigger. And if, if she just said that and you didn't have access to the stacks grant, do you think it would, you would have thought as big or was the combo of those two, the forcing function that got you to go this big, this fast? Well, I had already applied to Stacks Grant when I spoke to her. Okay. Um, but and then, then I guess to, maybe to flip it, then if you didn't have access to this funding, would you have thought this bigly on the front end, or would you have iterated more slowly within your own mechanisms? That's a good question. Um, I think probably what would have happened is I probably we probably would have maybe have had to like try to raise money from investors like earlier. Okay. Um, so this is this is just a very clear. It, this, I mean, that's kind of what they are. They're kind of like an investor that's very clear for their own lane. You know, yeah, it's, it's just a stacks investor. And even that wouldn't have been easy though, because like there are there kind of costs to trying to raise money. So it's, and then like that also would have been maybe like a slow process too. Like by the time like something hits your bank account, um, and also doing so, like so basically doing so, we we would have had to I think like pay out of pocket for a lot of things. Um, yeah, so like. I think it probably would have slowed things down. I would love to hear more about your, maybe about your project and your experience. Uh, yeah. Um, and this is one of the interesting things too, is like, I think that people get misconstrued that like, it, because most applications are dev or dev projects. And so yeah. if, you're, if you're a coder, then, you know, shoot your shot and you can build something cool. But a lot of us in the ecosystem aren't coders. And I mean, I'm, so, Exactly, and like I'm, I'm, I'm learning clarity. Both in clarity universe for this next cohort. You are, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both are exactly. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm. Like I know, like fair. I know, like very, like like in college, I did like a, like a little bit, little, little, little bit, but that's like literally since college. Yes, yeah, I know about variables and functions, kind of, but I don't really know how to make the computer do that thing with the with the function or whatever it is, and I definitely don't know how they work in clarity. So. Uh, you know, this year is about learning clarity, but for myself, uh, you know, I've been doing this built on Bitcoin podcast for, I think like four months now and it just do it in my spare time. So, you know, I work a full-time job 40 hours a week. And then when I clock off, I come home and I talk to someone interesting like Orlando. And then I spend another 10 hours chopping up a new video form. And, uh, then it goes into YouTube and it goes into podcast and it goes into TikTok, And like, I gotta just do it all. And so I've been trying to find a way to, uh, spend more time in crypto and web three because it's so much more fun than my day job but i don't want to put ads on my podcast and like rob your guys's time no no dude and like honestly and, and i don't know if like you know if the foundation views it that was this way or whatever but i mean the way i would view it is like you're providing a great service generally and like you deserve to get paid for that shit yeah and that's and that's and that's like, how i feel but i don't yeah, want to be like, a taker yeah. where i'm just like yeah it's tricky because like and i and i applied for a residency when it first came out which was probably like two months ago. And that's, for people that don't know, a grant is like you apply for an application, you have milestones, and you get paid on your milestones typically. So they'll disperse like your milestone one, milestone two, milestone three. The residence program is a little more uh, ongoing. So they'll pay you whatever you agree on over six to 12 months or longer. And um, 
it's kind of like they're they're putting you on the payroll in a sense without putting you on the payroll and you get right. paid in, in stacks and so i applied for that thinking like okay well you know i think i'm providing a service so let me apply for a residency see if i can make enough to quit my job and i'll just go full-time yeah. into content yeah. and at the time they were like no i mean we don't i don't think it's a good fit for right now for a residence program and so mm -hmm. i was like okay cool like i understand you guys got a whole you know you have a marketing arm at the foundation so there's probably some cross-pollination there maybe it's just not a right fit that's fine um cried for a day and then uh eventually you know i talked to jenny who's one of the she's like the main uh yeah, lady. Jenny really cool. yeah jenny's dope and uh you'll probably interact, interact with will if you uh apply for a grant but uh, when i had my first call for the residency she was like have you thought about applying for a grant like, is that why, why, why have you not considered that instead? Or is that something you've been interested in? And I was like, I haven't really thought about it. Like residency seems up my alley. Like, you know, I'm putting out content on a regular basis. So if I do it in an application format. Uh, well, something that's cool about the residency though, is like, you can just quit your job, which is like, the, which is the dream. For sure. And, and, and the thing too, with application is like, you know, uh, the way that I'm like, my podcast is so organic that it can go different ways. So I might talk to you today and I'll talk to someone totally random tomorrow and then I'll talk to maybe the mayor of, you know, Miami a different day. And those are like tangentially related to stacks, but they're not in a, a strict scope per se. And so having to scope down, I was trying to be against because I wanted to see wherever it was like fluidly going. But uh, yeah, after talking to her, she was like, well, you know, maybe we can work something out and like there's a different kind of like subset. And so uh she came to me, she actually came to me with this suggestion. This wasn't my idea to do this kind of like meta uh, stacks grant, like a video series on stacks grants. And so that was her initial idea of, uh, you know, getting more people aware of the program by interviewing past recipients of people that are going through the process. And I was like, I love it. I think that's a great idea. Uh, you know, it's, it's connected to what I'm already doing with just talking to cool people and then chopping it up. And, you know, I have some distribution, um, the hard part I got to figure out is um, I'm sure I can get stacks people to apply for grants, but I really want to get people who are in Solana yeah. and ETH yeah. and whatever over to the light side. And I don't know how I'm going to chop these up yet. That's going to sell to them. Cause when you're in the ecosystem, like I might have some recognizability or stacks, you already understand how it works, but to someone else, uh, you know, they see smart co contracts with Bitcoin and they go, that's not how Bitcoin works, bro. And they just like they just sell it off, they're just, or they're just like Bitcoin's dinosaur. Like it's not you're, you know you'll fail because it's like yeah. No. Come on, come on, boomer. Like what are you doing? Yeah. No, um, no, it's a good point. Like, I mean, I like I personally like all the people, all the people I know like do stuff in other ecosystems. It's more from just like an investing, just like making money. Sample like they're not developers, um, but it, you know I think it would be it would be I don't know like do you know a like. If you, if you could almost find, I think, like, a counterpart, like someone who's doing basically what you're doing, but, like, in Solana. Oh, shit. Maybe you could, like, I mean, I don't know, like, because then maybe they might get mad if you're, like, trying to, like, steal people from Solana to Stacks. But, like, you know, something like that where maybe, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think in ways where you can probably I'm trying get... to think because, well, because, like, Bankless, Bankless on YouTube is, like, an Ethereum. They started out as just, like... Yeah, I, listen, I listen to a Bankless podcast. I think they're... I, so... I like them as, as individuals. Yeah, they like they like the only things that they annoy me because they're like total ETH maxis, but the pot they're good. I shouldn't say they annoy me, but like 
they annoy me when they end up being like very hardcore ETH maxis. Yeah. But I agree. They have, they have great content. And I think the, I listen to their podcast, like, like multiple it's episodes. It's phenomenal. I have to, I have to make sure I, I catch myself. I'm like, I can't become them because they started as like, we're for the unbanked. We're bankless. And that was their kind of ethos. So they were all crypto at first. And then they switched to Ethereum is the blockchain for the world. And it's the blockchain of blockchains. And so... Oh, I didn't um, know they were like more multi-chain in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And now, but now they think that so Ethereum, so Ethereum to them is like Bitcoin for us, where it's the base layer. And you just you build yeah, it on subsets above that. Like, and I, I always be careful that I'm not going to become that guy for stacks yeah. in Bitcoin. I mean, I, I even would say, I mean, I, I'm more of like a multi-chain I guess, person, right? Like, I, I don't know. I still think no matter what, there will be like different use cases for different chains and we'll probably like be in a multi-chain world but they're like hardcore like no literally any every single blockchain is going to settle on ethereum like solana and avalanche are going to eventually like just settle on ethereum i'm like yeah that will never happen yeah but But, okay but to take it back um the beautiful thing about the stacks grants is that it could be so wide-ranging you know you could be devs you could be someone who's a legal scholar it could be someone like me who's a content creator uh, you know, if you're bringing value yeah, like and you have an idea, like apply. And the best yeah. thing is that you could start a dialogue with them and they'll, t- they'll give you some kind of like uh, a compass to direction you see like, where's the needs and where can we, where can we assist each other? Yeah. And when I applied, I like ended up going through several applications just so I can kind of see like how they're structured and like look at the, like the successful ones to see, you know, like, I guess like how do they end up formatting theirs, et cetera. And, you know, I would, I would just recommend just going through the different applications because it does vary probably way more than you would think. Uh, like you mentioned, like I initially also thought that it would be all like pretty dev heavy. And there's actually like a, which I mean, probably, I don't know, probably like a little more than half or probably like more dev focused. But there's a decent amount of like just general community stuff that, again, isn't doesn't have anything to do with like actually like, you know, like developing smart contracts or anything like that. So I, I would recommend for anyone to like actually check out the applications and look at the different things that end up getting funding. hundred percent. Yeah. Check that out and then maybe reach out to Will or Jenny and just touch base with them. Cause they'll, they'll put you on the right path to like what they're looking for, where some needs are currently or what your idea is. And they can kind of like give you some direction. So, uh, again, they're super friendly. Like you can just, again, hit them up on discord. Um, yep. Yeah. Like very nice. And again, like, 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 like Jake, give you some direction. Yeah. Uh, well, I got nothing else to cover. Do you have any 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 closing thoughts, or uh, should we just close this out? Actually, yes. I'm gonna plug some things that I just generally would like to see in the ecosystem. So, in case anyone's listening, one, and we, I, I think we mentioned this on Twitter to you, uh, Web three music. You know, the thing that Web three music does in the music industry is unreal, and it's probably one of the industries that's a, that, that's probably the most positively impacted by crypto. And, you know, there are certain kind of like different music streaming platforms or like kind of like Web3 music platforms that, are, that have been like that have come up in Ethereum and some other blockchains. So I think it'd be awesome if we can do that here on Stacks, like a platform to pe- for people to kind of launch their music NFTs. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think that would be a great application um, for the ecosystem. The, another thing, and this might be more of a residency thing, um, I, you know, I know Muneeb is like working on some nuts i'm sure he's like a team researching but i don't know if anyone's actually like working on actually like tangibly deploying one you know what i mean like 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 i, I, like, I don't know if like if research if like again this, and this has to do with the fact that i'm ignorant as to what he's doing but if no one is actually like working on actually you know like make like building an actual subnet to deploy 
I think that needs to be like start. So I feel like people should be working on that like yesterday um, because I think that's kind of something that's pivotal for the Stacks ecosystem. Um, especially I think as we grow, I think we're going to hit this point where we maybe have a window where like, a lot of maybe like retail people want to jump on. But if like, you know, it still takes like 10 to like 45 minutes to confirm a transaction, that's going to be a problem. Um, and so I think it's kind of pretty pivotal that like there are people who are working on subnets and I, I'm like not a sophisticated computer science person, like to know exactly like, in what capacity, but I feel like that's something that like, and again, I don't know if people are working on it, but if, if they're not, we really need people working on subnets. And then I guess the last thing would be an application for any single thing that can increase Bitcoin functionality on Saks. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that be like, you know, like, I mean, the main problem and at SacroDAOs, we're kind of researching this ourselves, is that, you know, you can't write on Bitcoin. So like, you can like send Bitcoin somewhere from like, like a user can send Bitcoin, but then once it's sent somewhere, you can't really like move it through a smart contract. Therefore, that then brings in some kind of like central, um, so, some like centralization because like someone's going to have to kind of like manually move it. Um, and I mean, like maybe that's maybe unfortunately that has to be a solution is that on the back end, there is like a few like centralized vectors where or points of centralization um, to kind of like move that Bitcoin. But at the very least, just things where different apps or things where like people can just do stuff on the front end, they're just sending native Bitcoin and like Web3 stuff happens. 100%. And uh, to go back on the one you, you spoke about on subnets, I think that that is definitely a huge need where you have a new technical ability and people need to implement it. Yeah. And they have to learn it from scratch and they're already working on, they have a roadmap mapped out. They have a ton of things. Yeah. And you see this right now too with um, Megapont. They did their robot factory, all custom. It's all their own thing. The Bitcoin badgers are doing the same thing where they're going to do, you can breed two badgers together and, and create a baby badger. And you could take like traits from your two badgers. Like I love their eyes and I love their ears. And then make a baby badger that shares traits, also custom. Someone that can take an NFT project that gives you some kind of rough backend to do custom work with like what Megapont did with the robot factory where they could, the artist can do the art side. You give them kind of the in, intermediary of like, you can add these 10,000 NFTs and then, you know, you can change the eyes and then whatever, whatever, like a somewhat of a plug and play intermediary would be helpful for any NFT project in the future. No, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good idea actually. So subnets, yeah. NFTs, app chains, what? If anyone's listening to this, there's your project. Yeah. And um, that's actually, I'm going to end that every time. I'm going to ask them, like, what, what do we think is missing? Because, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton, there's a ton of, of, and just like, real quick, also just going back to something that's another thing that, again, this just came up. It's like, and you can, so you can look to right now to Ethereum, right? And look at like what's happening with their, with their um, scalability solutions with the roll ups. And they're kind of having a little bit of an issue because also, like, even if you build these like scalability solutions, like things need to migrate there. Right. So then that's another thing. Like, even if like a subnet is eventually implemented, it's going to take time for people to move from like the stacks main chain to like this subnet. Um, if, 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 if that's how it works, I mean, I actually don't know if, if, if I don't know if like subnets will like a, work like a roll up, but I think it's going to work a lot like lightning does where you move your Bitcoin off chain, you do what you do and then you bring it back on chain. Well, right. So, right. So you are moving stacks off chain, off of like the main chain, which is exactly. my, so then you're going to have to migrate like 
assets and apps, so like apps are going to have to migrate their like smart contracts and whatever like assets they have to the subnet, right? And that takes time. And we're seeing it with Ethereum now. And then there's like this awkward phase where there's like not there's like some stuff going on in like the L2, but like not enough. So it's just like it takes it takes time, is my point. And so I think like it's like something that you know really needs to get like to people like again like should like really needs to get worked on like yesterday. Um, because it's going to take a lot of time to implement and to get people onto that subnet. Yeah, and and to, to close that with that too, like just like what they're doing with with the DAO, the Sacker DAOs, like wherever there's someone, like there's headache in trying to do that thing. Like most people aren't going to do that because they just don't care enough. That's where the opportunity is. So like you guys doing Sacker DAOs, someone doing like you're the implementer. There's if you can figure that out early enough, uh, you know you're definitely going to have a, a prosperous future because you're absolutely essential. There are so many. So I think the, the benefit, I mean, there's like pros and cons to like being a like later blockchain or newer blockchain development. But one of the pros, at least if you want to eventually like launch your own project is that, you know, we know where like the ecosystem will kind of grow because you can look at more mature blockchains. Right. And so if you then like look at these more mature blockchains and look at stacks, like you can just see where like there are these massive gaps um, in the ecosystem, kind of like what happened with us with Stacker DAOs. And, you know, just like, like, uh, like no one's do. there's nothing, there's like no one that I know that's like working on this gap. Fuck it. Like, let me just do it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think it's almost like easy and it's like less competition, I think. Than like an, than building other blockchains because you could easily just come in and fulfill this like massive gap that just like doesn't exist on these other more, more mature blockchains because there's a way more competition um, and it's like they've already built out like a lot of these things. Hundred percent, man. Uh, uh, we'll have to reconnect in like a year when you guys have been building and see where this is laying out. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for you and uh, excited for you getting your stacks grant and see what you guys create in the next year. So. Orlando, thank you for taking the time, man. Thank you. And I'm excited to see um, kind of like how this series goes and also what else uh, you end up like kind of like launching for podcasts and everything. By the way, I think you're doing what you're doing is great for the ecosystem. I think it's very much needed. Um, I think you're killing it. So, you know, continue doing you. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, fantastic, fantastic what they're building. And yeah, if you could do me a favor, I've been told by the powers that be, which is some of these community members and listeners of this podcast, that should remind you, let you know that getting the word out about this podcast helps all of us grow together. Stacks gets bigger, podcast gets bigger, flywheel effect or something. People use that word too much. But anyways, if you could do me a favor and share the podcast, subscribe, and leave me a review. Mainly on Apple Podcasts, they're the big dogs in town. Leave me a review. It really helps me in the rankings, and uh, I would love you forever. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, I love you guys. Take care, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right.